I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also available on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany, and also the city budget director, Rachel McEnany. We're going to talk about the city budget presented to the Common Council for Deliberation this week. Mayor, it features a 2% decrease in spending and slightly lower property tax rates. How is this accomplished? Well, we have really taken a hard line and a sharp pencil to looking at our expenditures. And under Rachel's leadership, we really did a deep dive and we looked at what our historical spending rates were. We really went department by department, line by line. And we feel confident that we can achieve these savings. You know, some of the savings, a big chunk of the savings comes from the fact that our pension bill, based on the estimates that we've received from the state controller's office, is going to be reduced. And also, we were uh, really taking a hard look at our workers' compensation expenses. And a significant amount of the savings, we think, is already baked in with lower fees that we're going to be paying to the new administrator for workers' compensation. Okay. We brought up uh, two interesting points about the budget, the pension thing and the uh, uh, issue about uh, workers' compensation. Let me ask uh, um, Rachel McEnany um, the, b- about workmen's compensation. Sure. You, how do you, will you save money on this? Uh, w- what is a very expensive uh, proposition? It's usually? a very expensive proposition, and, and year after year, the state does bring in new uh, laws that we must follow, which does um, does make our rates go up. A uh, little background with me. The last three years before I joined the city, I was working at the Workers' Compensation Board, and we're part of the whole new medical fee schedule and all of the new um, – they did a business reengineering processing in, within their own unit of how they could actually communicate better with municipalities. So when I joined the city, the mayor and I discussed looking at our exorbitant workers' compensation fees – and we worked with uh, an outside uh, consultant who helped us look at what we were spending on our third-party administrator and how we could move forward to better communicate with our workers and make one of the best possible safe work environment for the folks and the people in Albany that we we value so much. So we we took a we took a real deep dive into it for six months, and we were able to come up with some solutions and, and an aggressive program moving forward with a new third-party administrator who help manage when an injured worker gets injured immediately it goes to a TPA which is called Mm -hmm. a third-party administrator and we feel that we will have uh, better value uh, working with uh, a new organization and and communicating differently with our employees forward to get them the benefits as quickly as possible but of course we want them to come back to work. Mm -hmm. I mean how much money do you hope to save or uh, I don't know if well, just in administration cost, uh, uh, costs alone, we will start off with a $250,000 savings off off the bat. But I think that in general, some of the fees that we had in, in there and the work and process, I think we're going to see even an overall larger savings as well. Now, Mayor Sheehan, there's, it seems to me there's already been some pushback on this. Oh, will that really save mm-hmm. a lot of uh, money? And that's... Um, I hate to say it, you know, that, that's happened to you before. Like, for example, the red light cameras, you were hoping to generate some revenue and that didn't work out. That's right. Well, you know, this is a savings that we believe we can achieve. We're working very closely with the new administrator who has a extensive amount of experience across the state. And as the council considers the budget and all of the different areas in the budget 
the way that this works is that the chair of the finance committee holds a series of meetings uh, and those meetings are open to the public and I anticipate that we will have a meeting where we bring in our new third-party administrator and walk through exactly where the estimated savings are being derived from. You also mentioned uh, pension costs and uh, in uh, some of the media coverage this week you were quoted as saying that the city's financial crisis began with pension increases uh, many years ago. Well, I think that that was really, when you look at all of our costs overall and what increased the most, pensions jump out. And when you go from an expense that went from, you know, anywhere from, you know, $2 million a year up to, you know, at, at its height, I think we were paying something like $18 million a year. You know, that's not an increase that you can cover with simply a 2% property tax increase. I mean, that is an astronomical increase in expenses. And so I think that's really where the challenge uh, arose. I totally understand why the pension rates are where they are. Mm -hmm. I think it's great that we in New York State have a pension plan that is well managed and fully funded. So it's not meant as a criticism of how we're funding it. It's just the fiscal reality that really hit home. It wasn't a temporary increase. When people saw what happened after the financial crisis in 2008, I think that there was a view originally that we might go back to those low levels. But because of the strong management of the system and the fact that we know we've seen other states that are really struggling and New York has made a commitment to fully fund it, that we're going to continue to see pensions be a very significant portion of our annual budget. Let's talk uh, taxes or the property tax, kind of an important issue for uh, city residents, I would say, or certainly property owners. Um, there's a, let, me, let me ask the budget director, uh, Rachel <laughs> McEnany. There's a slight decrease in taxes. Or can you explain what's happening? Well, we had an assessment this year. So uh, many folks who were uh, new have gotten their property taxes in the mail and um, in their assessed value. So we were able to grow our tax base by 2%. We've been able to increase our tax levy and slightly reduce the tax rate. So, for example, if your home or business did not increase because of the assessment, your tax bill will actually slightly decrease. Um, it's not a dramatic decrease. You know, we're not saying that, but we were able to hold the line on uh, property tax where many, many other municipalities have are forced to to do that. So we were we were pleased that we were able to to give that to the property owners. Let me direct this to the yeah. the mayor. But won't taxes go up for some property owners, especially commercial properties? Is this well, really it, a tax cut? It, it really depends. It really depends on what happened to a property owner's assessed value. So, um, and property owners should be getting a sense of that because the school tax bills went out in September for and based on the uh, new assessed values. So, property owners, I think got a good sense of what was going to happen with their property taxes with respect to the school tax bills. But again, this is allowing us to uh, increase our levy without increasing the tax rate. Um, and so while there, you know, for example, my home, the assessed value went up. So my bill will go up. But if you saw your uh, property value hold the line or even go down, which happened in many areas of the city, then you will see some tax relief when those bills come out uh, in January. Maybe the big elephant in the room I haven't brought up yet, and that's uh, the, the fact that you're going to seek once again, I think it's $12.5 million from the state of New York to balance this uh, budget. 
That's right, and that's based on a numbers that we have shared with the state that we have really delved into with a consultant that was hired by the state uh, through the Financial Restructuring Board, and we believe that that number is a very strong, defensible number. We worked on a multi-year plan and looking at a bridge to reducing our reliance on state aid. We've identified with uh, both our internal staff and our internal leadership team, as well as you know having that validated by the outside consultant, that there are a number of areas over the next three years where we can find some pretty significant savings. We're look, taking a very hard look, for example, at our streetlights, which is a very significant expense for the city. We're looking at opportunities to work more closely with the county. For example, now that uh, all municipalities have gone to a uniform platform for radios, we can look at combining dispatch opportunities. So we're looking at a number of areas where we think we can really yield savings and continued savings down the road uh, and also looking at revenue opportunities. But this budget holds the line on all of our fees and fines. You're hoping to, to get this uh, state um, stipend or, or state grant, you know, the $12 million, on a regular basis over several years. Uh, you know, I'm sorry to be so negative. Why would the state do that? I mean, they, they budget year to year and so Right. Forth. You know, when you look at uh, the city of Albany and where we are with respect to the aid that we get from the state of New York, we are markedly below cities like Rochester, Syracuse, and Buffalo on a per capita basis. So even though we have many of the same challenges, high rates of poverty, challenges with our high school graduation rates, our home ownership rates are actually lower than all of those cities, yet we receive $128 per capita in AIM compared to between $400 and $600 per capita for those cities that I mentioned. And so when you look at our tax levy in and of itself in dollars, it's higher than the tax levy for Rochester and Syracuse, cities that are much larger than the city of Albany. That's not higher in dollars per capita. That's higher in actual dollars. And so I think we've made this case. We've demonstrated it in a number of different ways, and it's time that we are put on the same level and at the same playing field as cities that we know are also struggling, but that have significantly more aid from the city you're listening, or from the state. You're listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also available on 100.5 FM with the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan, and the city budget director, Rachel McEnany. Before we go back to talking about the budget, I did want to get in one, what we call a shout out on this show. We're getting, you know, this is October, we're into uh, into Halloween, there's going to be a, a big, big do in, in Albany about that this coming week, right? We're going to have... Uh, you're gonna have tour a tour of the city. Oh, and oh, oh our I'm Halloween! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> right. I was imagining I, I pumpkins be, and um, trick or treaters. I may be related yeah. to that. <laughs> that's true. A- actually, we have a really great event that's coming up um, uh, on uh, October 11th, where we are gonna have a haunted tours. Um, so people can come on out to City Hall. Maeve McEnany, who yes, may be related to somebody who's on the show tonight. <laughs> Tuesday at 5 o'clock, she's going to give a brief lecture, and then we're going to begin a walking tour of a number of haunted sites in the city. It's really fun. I'm excited about it. Uh, We haven't done this before, but I hope that uh, people come out and enjoy uh, a different look at the city as we prepare for Halloween. And uh, let me direct a question. I'll go back to the 
uh, city budget proposal, at least for uh, for a bit, uh, to the budget director, Rachel McEnany. I was reading in the, the news release from uh, the office uh, that you are doing uh, work on modernizing the city's financial management software. Sounds kind of... Uh, you know, you know, real budget, budgety kind of stuff. It's budgety, you, and it—it—it's it, it's, first of all, it's an important story to tell because when we approached this year's budget for the first time, we were able to use a new enterprise ARP, an enterprise uh, system that allowed us that was purchased, uh, helped in purchased by the state with the financial restructuring board's recommendations, and it was our first software update using a financial model since. 1997. Is that fair to say, Mayor? Well, 99 yeah. by, but by the but, time it fully But it was, it was also brought in by Nancy Burton, who was uh, the former comptroller. And so we had a very old, antiquated system that we worked and how we talked to each other within departments. And what was important about this new software is it allowed us to really fine-tune our historical data, how we spend our money. You know, we got to go mm-hmm. through line by line in real time and build this budget in a, in a very responsible and meticulous manner. So before, we didn't necessarily always have all the same data in the same place. This particular uh, budget model allows us to really, truly realize and communicate in real time with our departments and not relying on the departments for certain numbers and revenue numbers because everybody's speaking to each other now for the first time. It was well, It was overdue. It took a long time, many municipalities, it takes a long time for implementation of software. But with that and a new timekeeping system called Kronos, I think that we're going to find that um, our budgets are going to be much more easy to put together and mm-hmm. we can really make true analysis on long-term planning for the city. Let me go back to the mayor for one one more uh, budget uh, question. Uh, despite the overall budget being reduced, there is an increase in salaries. Some uh, pushback from a couple, some members of the Common Council on that. Uh, in bringing up th- this point, I just want to ask you about it. Did your own chief of staff receive a salary increase in this budget? There's a proposal in this budget with respect to a number of salary lines, and with respect to that that salary line in the mayor's office, we really looked at parity and equity across titles and across levels of responsibility. So the chief of staff in the mayor's office has the same level of responsibility um, as people who are at the director level, mm-hmm. and so but but the salary was much lower than the director level. So th- that's a case that we've got to make to the council and that we will discuss with the council. There were a number of uh, commissioners that came forward mm-hmm. in this budget process and made the case for bringing certain people up in salaries and for in creating certain positions, ensuring that salaries are going to attract people to the jobs. And so as this process works itself out, it'll be really important for council members to listen to the people who are running our departments and telling the council what they believe they need in order to attract and retain the individuals that we're relying on to actually execute on this budget. And so any salary changes that you see in the budget were salary changes where that commissioner really made the case for us, for me, and for the budget director, so we put it in the budget book. But that's something that needs to be discussed as each of the different budgets are reviewed. There are also some salary increases that are just related to changes in overtime rules. But there is an increase for your chief of staff. There is an increase that we're proposing for the chief of staff.
Uh, I'd just like to add on that as well. Is if it, Again, when we put the entire budget together, you have to look at the larger number across the board. This is a small increase in salaries. This is a 0.33% increase. That is less than 1%. Uh, Okay. It just really, really, you have to take the whole perspective. So, you know, when we fine tune and, and again, we, people are looking very, very closely at the budget and we look, you know, it, we encourage that. We have to look at across the board of uh, the many, many hardworking uh, members of the city. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. you know, and the other piece is that some of those salary increases are related to step increases that mm-hmm. are contractual. But the, um, you know, one example that I'll give you is with respect to uh, an individual in the water department that needs a certain certification. It took the water department almost a year to find a qualified candidate um, because the salary level was not at a point where anybody with that certification would come and work. They had other opportunities that were available. So, um, you know, there's a, an, another example in our um, in our treasurer's office where an individual is really paid below people who uh, and, and his level of responsibility was higher. So we have to go through it. We have to we have to be able to attract and retain employees in order to be able to execute on on this budget. And we know that we have outstanding union contracts with all of our unions, and we feel very strongly that we want to be able to provide pay increases, but that has to happen through the negotiation process. Talk of the town on Magic 590 and 100.5 FM, Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. We've also been talking with the Budget Director, Rachel McEnany. Let me move on to, uh, in the closing minutes here, uh, something we usually do, constituent uh, questions. Uh, we have a question for the mayor from a Hudson Riverside walker who writes, the new path that goes through the Corning Riverfront Park is painted a bright green. It's too bright. Why did the city paint it such a fluorescent color? Well, they need to talk to the Department of Transportation. That is the color. There, they, there are um, uh, regulations out there and, and specifications out there. So that's the color that's specified for multi-use paths. Um, I know that it's bright, although I've had a number of people who say that they've gotten used to it. Uh, and, you know, it's very similar. You'll see the same color if you go down to New York City and to other places. But uh, it's meant to designate that it's a multi-use. 